Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of A Cowgirl and Her Horse. My name's Katrina and I'm your host. I thought I would just start out this week by once again taking a peek at the world standings since things are really getting interesting. The standings unofficially as of September 23rd, 2019 have Nellie Miller in first place with $154,610 won after 28 rodeos. But where it gets interesting is who is in second and third place. Lisa Lockhart is in second, $8,259 behind Nellie with $146,352 won after 46 rodeos. So yeah, Lisa has slid into second spot ahead of reigning world champion Haley Kinzel. That being said, Lisa can't sit and relax just yet. Haley is only $207 behind Lisa and she's also run at 46 rodeos. So that makes me really excited that Lisa is now in second. I'm really hoping that she can win a world title this year. I think she's worked super, super hard over the years and absolutely deserves to win that gold buckle. I'm not sure if the top three ladies have any plans of competing in any more rodeos before the end of the season, which is September 30th. Lisa attended one rodeo this past week, but Nellie and Haley did not. Either way, all three are headed to the NFR and will all have their eye on the world champion buckle that will be awarded in December in Las Vegas. Uh, Rounding out the top 15, we have... In order, Shaylee Lord, Stevie Hillman, Brittany Posey Tonosi, Donna Rule, Jessica Rotier, Emily Miller, who by the way had made quite a big jump this past week, Ivy Conrado, Amberly Moore, Erica Nelson, Jennifer Sharp, Cheyenne Wimberly, and Lucinda Rose in 15th with 86,000 and change one. Like I said in the last episode that we looked at the standings, regardless of what happens up until September 30th, the NFR is going to be a great show to watch and I can't wait. It seems like as a horse owner, there's always something you could use or need or want when it comes to your horses. I've found that horse.com is a great place to meet those needs. Whether you need a new pair of bell boots because your latest pair have completely fallen apart from being used too many times, or are looking to try a new bit, horse.com is your place to find what you need. Head over to a cowgirlandherhorse.com slash deals to get 10% off your entire order at horse.com. You'll also find there a list of all my favorite products, including Classic Equine's Legacy 2 boots and Ariat's Fat Baby boots, which are my favorite boots to wear around the barn. Again, that's a cowgirlandherhorse.com slash deals. Today's topic is all about barrel racing warm-up pen etiquette, or lack thereof. (laughs) 
uh, you know, crazy horses ridden by even crazier women and a few men, let's be honest, are forced to work together in often small enclosures, working out the quirks and kinks that barrel barrel horses have prior to making their runs. To anyone new to the sport of barrel racing, it can be horribly intimidating. And even if you've been around it for some time, it can still be dangerous and nerve-wracking, really. But it doesn't have to be that way. You know, cutters warm up their horses in a very respectable and controlled manner. Why can't a barrel racing warm-up be the same? If you are a barrel racer, please listen up. There is no reason why we can't emulate the cutting world. If everyone followed a few guidelines, we'll call them, the barrel racing warm-up situation would be much safer and saner. I remember when I first started going to jackpots, you know, my nerves were shot even before I got to the arena. I was so nervous. I would calm down a little bit, you know, as I got my horse saddled up and just kept busy. But I remember at my first jackpot, any calmness that I might have generated immediately went away as soon as I saw the warm-up pen. You know, first off, it was extremely crowded. How are you supposed to ride your horse without worrying about running into someone? And secondly, there wasn't really any apparent rhyme or reason to what was going on. You know, some people were walking in the middle, some people were walking on the perimeter. Some people were loping clockwise, others were loping counterclockwise. One woman was taking up the whole far end of the arena while she worked on figure eights. And on top of that, the pattern was set up with people doing high lope runs. You know, every once in a while you would hear a heads up from someone as they kicked their horse towards first barrel. To say the least, it was a zoo especially for someone like me who had been used to riding solo at home in the middle of the country where it's super quiet and the only other animal usually in the arena would have been my dog. I walked into the arena at that first jackpot and, you know, just kept my horse to the perimeter. I thought that would be the safe thing to do, but it might not have been the case. I don't know how many people came up from behind me way too fast and you know came right up behind I don't know how many people passed alongside me and bumped into my horse and you know I don't know how many times I had to stop my horse and yield for some oncoming freight train that was going the opposite direction I ended up walking a bunch I trotted a bunch you know I was murmuring to my horse you know trying to keep him calm he was fine it was more to keep myself calm to be honest. I'm pretty sure I didn't lope during that first warm-up experience, which was fine back in the day. I mean, I was only loping through the pattern anyways, but it was still discouraging that I was so intimidating, intimidated in the warm-up pen and couldn't warm up the way I would want to. But really, could you blame me? I mean, the warm-up at a barrel race is often chaotic and definitely not for the faint of heart. 
So my hope with this episode is to kind of lay some ground rules or, you know, suggestions, whatever you want to call them, that hopefully everyone will consider the next time they're in a warm-up pen. I know that sometimes it can be difficult. There's a ton of horses, but, you know, just try to keep these tips in mind. I will say that I'm not going to lay out any specific rules. You know, I saw a post the other day where one girl was laying out some really specific rules about who should be on the perimeter, who should be in the middle. The reason I'm not going to do that is, for one thing, even though I hope to get this podcast out to as many people as possible, not everyone is going to hear this and, you know, not not everyone's going to know how things should operate. So, you know, that's why I always just kind of go by the rule of thumb to just go with the flow. You know, while it would be great if everyone followed some specific rules, it's just not the case. You know, as was the case in my first warm-up experience, you know, some people choose to hug the rail while they go slow, others go in the middle. There's no consistency. So my compromise is, you know, if we can't have consistency, then at the very least, we can go with the flow. You know, if people who are loping are doing it in the middle at your barrel race and slower people are staying to the outside, then that's what you should do. You know, if everyone's going a certain direction, go in that direction. So I guess that would kind of be my first rule is to just go with the flow. Uh, My next rule, rule number two, would be to watch where you are going. A little bit of common sense, but I feel like it needs to be said. Watch where you're going. You know, don't look at your horse's neck or your hands or the saddle. Keep your head up, eyes and ears open. Things can happen in the blink of an eye, and you need to be aware of your surroundings in order to respond quickly and appropriately. I remember... At one jackpot, I was walking around the perimeter and another gentleman was as well on a paint horse. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, my horse and his horse spooked, went straight sideways. And I couldn't get my horse stopped until we were completely on the other side of the arena. I ran through, I don't know how many horses. And if you hadn't been paying attention, there's a very good chance we would have ran into you. It was It was nuts. No one got hurt, luckily, but it just goes to show that you definitely need to watch where you're going. Rule number three, look behind you before you stop. I don't know how many times I've had someone, you know, who's been going a consistent pace in front of me all of a sudden slam on the brakes or maybe someone who's going faster than me passes me and then they slam on the brakes moments later right in front of me. And, you know, that sort of thing kind of starts a domino effect. You know, in order to avoid the person that just slammed on the brakes, the person behind her might have to slam on the brakes too or she might swerve in one direction to get out of the way and accidentally runs into someone else and on and on. So, you know, in order to avoid this, do a simple shoulder check. Please just look behind you before asking your horse to stop. Even if you're only slowing down, just check behind you. You know, if there's someone faster coming up behind you or someone that's fairly close, wait for a better place to stop. Rule number four, don't cut people off. If you want to pass someone because you're going faster than them, that's fine. 
but don't immediately cut in front of them as soon as you've passed them. I know that it can get congested, but if room is that tight, you just need to slow down, hold your horses, literally and figuratively, and wait until there's room to pass. You know, I encourage passing. There's nothing worse than having having someone riding right up behind you and not passing. So I guess just keep your distance and pass that the horse in front of you before you get too close and yeah. Uh, next rule, exit the warm-up pen if you want to stop and chat with your friends. You know, I get it. Oftentimes a barrel race is an occasion to visit with your friends and whatnot. I have no problem with that. I do that myself. That being said, the warm-up pen is not the place you should be socializing. If you want to walk or stop and chat with your friends, take it outside of the warm-up pen. This actually might be one of my biggest pet peeves about the warm-up pen. You know, when you're walking around on your horses, socializing with your friends, you aren't aware of your surroundings. You aren't listening to what's going on. You're not watching for what's going on. And you likely are holding up traffic. So leave the visiting for outside of the pen. Rule number six, stay left shoulder to left shoulder. So in Canada, United States, you know, when you're driving a vehicle and you go by oncoming traffic, you're passing left shoulder to left shoulder. And ideally you want to try and do that with an oncoming horse in the warm-up pen as well. You know, kind of move a bit to the right to give that horse room. And yeah, ideally we wouldn't have this problem because everyone would be going in the same direction. But like I said, we have issues in the warm-up pen. So if at the very least you can stay left shoulder to left shoulder, then we should be in good shape. Rule number seven, no earbuds. Like I said, a lot can happen in a very short period of time with horses. So you need to be completely aware of what's going on at all times. And that means no earbuds. You need to be able to hear what's going on. I get that you want to get jacked up before the race by listening to your favorite playlist, but you need to leave it for outside of the warm-up pen. You know, I'll be the first to admit that I wear my earbuds quite a bit when I'm working with my horses, but I never ever wear them when I am riding away from home or around other people. I just, I want to be alert and be able to hear what's going on. And yeah, part of being alert is being able to hear. So put the earbuds away. Rule number eight, and I guess this kind of goes along with our technology here, no cell phones. Unless there's someone about to give birth, which I don't know if you should be at a barrel racing event anyways, Keep your phone in your pocket or in the trailer. Just don't have it out. There's no need, reason for you to need it in the warm-up pen. So just keep it away. Rule number nine, and I've touched on this already, don't ride right up behind someone. And actually, this might be my biggest pet peeve. I know I said that people chatting in the warm-up pen is my biggest pet peeve, but I think... People riding right up behind me is my bigger pet peeve. You know, like I said, I get it. It can often be very crowded in a warm-up pen, but there's no reason why you need to ride that close behind another horse. 
even if it's one you know, you know, especially if you don't know it, but even if you do know, horses, you never know what can happen. You know, ideally you want to stay a horse length behind the horse in front of you. If need be, slow your gait until you can pass them. Just you're not crowding them. Um, and I guess in terms of passing, I'd move on to rule number 10, which is all about how to properly pass someone from when you're coming up from behind them. So I, I just want to emphasize riding with caution when you're coming up to pass someone, you know, kind of give the rider a warning of which side you're going to pass on them, whether it's inside or outside, you know, just say, inside or outside depending on which side you're coming up to pass you know it's just kind of a nice gesture for maybe a girl who's a bit nervous or who's on a spooky horse you know just so they know that you're coming up from behind them and that no one gets surprised Uh, rule number 11 don't hog areas of the arena so I mentioned with my first warm-up pen experience there was a woman doing figure eights or something like that at the one end of the arena which meant that no one else could use that space because she was going this way and that way and just no one could get in there and it seems like there's there always seems to be one or two people doing this at a barrel racing warm-up pen I don't know what it is you know whether they're doing rollbacks or some sort of other training in one part of the arena don't be that person if it's if space is limited. You know, it's fine if you're in a really big arena and there's not that many people around. But if you're in a small, say, indoor arena and there's a ton of girls trying to warm up, don't be a arena hog. You know, not only are you going against the flow of traffic, but you're just hogging limited space. So just con- be considerate of your fellow competitors. Rule number 12, watch out for kids. So the rules of etiquette in a barrel racing warm-up pen apply to everyone, including kids. But that being said, let's be honest, many young riders don't understand the rules. You know, sometimes they're just running around on their horses or, or they're stopped in the middle of traffic just talking. What I'm trying to say is just as an older competitor, just keep your heads up, you know, Kids often aren't paying attention to everything that's going on around them. So just be aware of that. And I guess rule number 13 is also related to kids, but it's more for the parents, which is don't put your kids in a warm-up pen unsupervised. You know, don't just get the horse saddled up and say, see you later. You need to watch them. And I guess more importantly, teach them the rules of the warm-up pen. Just because they're young doesn't mean they're exempt. You know, we don't want to see their horse or themselves or both get hurt, which could easily happen with an inexperienced rider. So teach them and keep an eye on them, please. Rule number 14. So this one might tick a few of you off. It's in regards to riding young horses. So I know sometimes people will bring their young horses to jackpots just to get them used to the sights and the sounds. You know, in the beginning, they might not actually enter the horse. They just want to get the horse exposed. 
which is great. You definitely need to do that. Um, it's part of the seasoning process. But I'm going to say that if there's limited room, again, maybe in a small indoor arena, I'm sorry, but I really don't think you should be in there. You need to allow the people who are actually going to be competing give them the room to warm up their horses so that they're properly prepared for their run. Just a little bit of courtesy again. Uh, rule number 15, and I touched on this a little bit with the hogging the arena. Uh, don't use the warm-up pen for a training session. In my opinion, by the time you get to a barrel race, you should not really need to be training on your horse. That's what your riding time at home is for. You know, by the time you haul to a race, you should only need to warm your horse's muscles up a bit and then go and make your run. That's it. You know, sure, you might need to do a little bit of tuning, such as maybe do some counter arcs or something like that to just make sure they're moving off your leg before your run. But you shouldn't need to do a full training session. If that's the case, you haven't done your homework and, in my opinion, haven't really earned the right to be at the barrel race. So just leave your training at home, please. Rule number 16. This one's an easy one. Smile and say hi. We're all at the barrel race because we want to enjoy our horses. And despite this, it never ceases to amaze me how many people ride around not speaking a word to anyone and have an awful scowl on their face. You know, I know you're concentrating and stuff, but lighten up a little bit. And I'm not saying you have to become best friends with your fellow competitors, but I just want to encourage everyone to just, you know, extend a smile to someone. Just say, hey, if you, you know, recognize a person, just say hi. I know you're busy and you need to concentrate on the task at hand, the horse underneath you, but a smile literally takes half a second, if that, you know, just, and you know, it might go a long way in making a situation feel a whole lot less intimidating to someone new to the sport. Uh, Rule number 17, don't be afraid to ask to switch directions. You know, the barrel racing warm-up pen often tends to swirl in one direction for a really long time. But I'm sure you are aware it's a really important thing to warm up your horse in both directions before a run. So, you know, if the pen has been swirling, say, clockwise for a long time and you want to switch, don't be afraid to yell out reverse or can we switch directions, please? I can guarantee there's someone else in that pen that will be thankful that you did. You know, I tend to be a bit on the shy side, so I typically end up just riding around in the same direction, kind of grumbling in my head about how we've been going in the same direction for a long time. And then I praise the Lord when someone finally speaks up. You know, thank you for those of you who take no issue with hollering out for a direction change. Uh, rule number 18, I promise we're almost done. Apologize if you screw up. It's inevitable in such close quarters that at some point you're going to cut someone off or accidentally stop too close in front of someone or you know, just otherwise tick them off. 
in the event that that happens, apologize. A quick story is all you need to acknowledge that you made a mistake. And I guess my last rule or suggestion or tip or whatever you want to call these, rule number 19, maintain a good sense of humor. You know, in the end, most of us are not doing this for a living. It's a hobby and we really just need to chill out. Don't immediately assume that someone intentionally cut you off and get all frazzled about it. Maybe direct her to this podcast so that it doesn't happen again. And I guess I'll just close out this week's episode by saying that during a barrel racing warm-up, things can get intense. You know, hot horses are moving around in all sorts of directions with riders who may or may not have good control over them. People get annoyed, horses get spooked, Unfortunately, this just seems to be the way that it is. However, if more of us can abide by what I've just rambled on today, we will be in much better shape. And, you know, at the very least, just ask yourself if what you're about to do in the warm-up pen is going to tick someone off. You know, if it will, maybe don't do it. You know, good rule of thumb to end off for today. Um... I guess, you know, be courteous, be safe, and don't show off. (laughs) All right, guys, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you did, I'd love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen. Also be sure to check out A Cowgirl and Her Horse on Facebook. You can also head over to anchor.fm and leave a voice memo. Ask me a question, leave a comment, or just say hello. Lastly, be sure to check out a cowgirlenterhorse.com slash deals for all sorts of exclusive offers and to get 10% off your entire order at horse.com. Thank you so, so much for listening. And remember, it's always a good day to ride.